0: Everything that is going on in the world, it's very easy for your heart to fail you. A lot of times, at the rate at which those bad news are coming in, they are flowing in. Let me quickly make four observations before I get into, you know, what I need to say. The very first observation I'm going to make is this. Everything that is happening in the world, for the most part, there's nothing you can do about it. For the most part, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, I know I just rocked somebody's theology now. Because somebody thinks you can can pray everything away. There are some things that are just prophecies. There are some things that God has just said they will happen. There are some things that are just signs. And because those things have been spoken, they have to happen, you cannot pray them away, you cannot fast them away, you cannot behave well them away, so to say. Because sometimes, you know, we, we hear that, oh, you know, uh, they try to put guilty, guilt trips on Christians, where they say, oh, it's because we're not occupying our space properly, that's why things are happening. No! That's not reason. Things will happen anyway because they have been ordained. Paul told his son Timothy, his his, his prodigy Timothy. He said, "In the last days, perilous times shall come." In fact, just was describing the last days, and he said something. He said, "He said if these days were not shortened, even the very elect will be deceived." Somebody still don't believe me. But if you don't believe me, when Jesus was upon the face of the earth, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Messiah, God in three persons, the same person had a thief and a betrayer in his midst. And still the anointing could not affect what prophecy that must come to pass. What's the good news about this? The good news about this is you are not supposed to go on a guilty trip. Things will happen. That's the nature of the world. That's the way things are going to be. The second observation I want to make. Of all these things that are happening, nothing is new. said nothing is new. The Bible says nothing is new under the sun. Even before the world was created, before the earth came into existence, there was chaos. Because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The the earth was without form and it was without void. And darkness was upon the face of that chaos there. Especially with God. Nothing is new. There's nothing you are going through. There's nothing that's happening around you. There's nothing in the world that is new. In other words, God does not need to go and manufacture a new solution to the things that are happening. He just needs people who are going to believe the solutions that he already put put in place. My third observation... chaotic as the world is, as bad as everything looks, these are the best times to be alive. Somebody don't believe it. I don't want to live 200 years ago. As bad as it is now, I don't want to live 100 years ago. I don't even want to live 50 years ago. I don't even want to live 10 years ago. These are the best times to be alive. The Bible says this is a time to favor Zion. Yeah, the time has come. That's a set time. Now is a set time. I want to say this. I'm saying this to just encourage you. That you're not in a bad place. In fact, you're in a good place. In spite of everything that is happening, you're in a good place. You're in a good spot. These are the best times to be alive. All right. And the fourth uh, observation, which is what I'm really going to uh, uh, drill on is that with all the chaos that are happening around us, everything that is going on around us, God has resourced us with the things that we need to not only live, but to thrive in the midst of chaos. He has resourced us with not only what we need to be alive, but to thrive in spite of the chaos. One of the things I, I mean, let me, let me go to the scripture now uh, to explain that to you, and and, and you know, we, we, we take off from there. Um, open to John fourteen twenty-seven. Can I get John fourteen twenty-seven? I promise you, I just want to encourage somebody. I'm not going to stay long here today. John 14, 27. Let me get the KJV. I'm an old fashioned person. Peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I want you to note that. All right, give me John 16. John 16. John 16, 33. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that you might have what? Peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, let me quickly explain this scripture. Let me explain what this scripture means. Let me, let, me, uh, uh, let me bring them to life. Let me try and explain what it means. Now, this one says, I spoke this word, so there are certain things that Jesus has spoken to the people, to his disciples. He said, I have spoken these words to you, that you might what? Have peace. Period. In the world, you shall have tribulation. There will be tribulation. There's no praying either way. There's no fasting it away. There will be tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In other words, the world where tribulation is, the world where trouble is, has already been overcome. In other words, there's an inbuilt security around the peace of God that is insulated against the tribulations of the world. What does that mean? It means that if you have the peace of God, this peace that God is talking about, which you do, if you have this peace of God, nothing happens around you that should affect the peace. If it's even affected, something is wrong somewhere. In, verse, in chapter 14, go back to chapter 14, 27. Chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I live with you My peace I give to you, not as the world give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. What is this scripture telling us also? If you bring the two scriptures together, these two scriptures, if you put them together, what it is telling you is this, is that if the peace of God in your heart is troubled, it is not because of the things that are around you, but because of the things that are inside you. That's what the scripture is telling us. It is not the things that are around you because the things that are around you, the Bible tells us that they have been overcome. So if you are not having peace, it's not a function of what is around you. It's not a function of what is around the world. That's not, it's not a function of that. The peace of God is insulated against that. That can affect the peace of God that is inside you what affects the peace of God is let not your heart be what troubled neither be what afraid in other words is the trouble that happens in your heart and the fear that you get yourself into that affects the peace that God has given us as believers if you want to enjoy the peace of God you want to partake in the peace of God look inside look inside this is the most important place where you can make adjustments so that you begin to enjoy the peace that God has given you that in spite and despite everything that is going on around you, you can still thrive. You can still be fulfilled. You can still accomplish the will of God. You can still accomplish the purpose for which God has called you. It's not outside. It's inside. What is this peace? What is this peace? What is this piece that God has given us? I'll give you the definition based on uh, 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 this guy. I was reading something about Duke Ellington some time ago. And Duke Ellington is this uh, jazz and uh, band leader, band commander and band leader. And they asked him, the guy was so good. And somebody went and asked him, he said, Can you give me the definition of rhythm? What is the definition of rhythm? And Duke Ellington answered, he said, if you have it, you don't need a definition. If you don't have it, no definition will do. That was his definition of reading. And that's the same line I'm trying to explain what the peace of God is. Because what God tells us is that the peace of God passes understanding. is beyond definition. No definition will do it. You can only experience the peace of God. You can only experience it. You cannot phantom it, you cannot understand it, you cannot explain it properly. You cannot do justice to an explanation. You can only experience it. You know why you can it can only be experienced because it's a fruit. It's a fruit. You can't explain results, you can just produce it. In my village where I come from, there's a fruit called dates. It has a local, you know. And we know I know a lot of illiterates who know about that. That fruit is sweet. You know dates, yeah. Okay, I forgot I forgot you are from the same tribe. <laughs> Sweet fruit. Nice tasting. But I know people, the locals where you get them from. They can't speak squat in English. They cannot even explain what it is. But I guarantee you they know what date is when they taste it. It's a fruit. It's a fruit. And that is what the peace of God is. You can only experience it. You can taste it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You can only taste it. You can experience it. Your taste is like your experience. You can only experience the peace of God. However, because of uh, our Human condition, we always like, you know, handles and things to hold on. I'll just tell you uh, what uh, what to look out for, what you can look out for, how you know you are experiencing or losing the the, the peace of God. And I have three words, all right? These three words are very important, but I, I try to string them into a beautiful sentence. All right? The first one is your past. Second one is your present. And the third one is your future. If you understand these three, your past, your present, and your future, in the context of what God has in mind concerning you in that area, the peace of God will not elude you. Here's, what, here, here's, a, here's a, how I... Uh, 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 Framed it. Somebody who is experiencing the peace of God is somebody living with the conviction that my past is settled. And my present is secured. And my future is assured. If you have these three things in place in your life, The peace of God will never elude you. My past is secured. No, my past is settled. My present is secured. My future is assured. If you have it like this, the peace of God will always be your right hand man. Because there's nothing that will bother you again. Folks, I don't know what you want God to do again. Your past is your past. Your past has been settled. It does not matter what is in your past. It does not matter what you have done. In fact, Paul says it this way. He said, laying aside every sin, and not just sin alone, but every weight also, that does easily beset us. And let us run with the, the race has been said before us. Paul also said it well. One thing I do, I forget those things that are behind and I press forward. The past is gone. It does not matter what has happened in your past. No matter what the mistakes that you have made. It does not matter what the situation or what the circumstance is. It does not matter what the sin is. As long as you have entered into Jesus Christ, the past is in the past. He said, I am the one. He said, I forgive your sin and I will remember them no more. He said, it's not because of you, but for my own sake. If you have this assurance that my past is my past, it is settled. There are some things, you know, yeah, there are some things that we do. Sometimes, you know, our present life and our future are determined by uh, 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 the things that we have done in the past. But I want to tell you something. I want to submit something to you this, this morning or this afternoon. No matter what mistakes you have made, the gullies and the valleys and the hills and the mountains that has gone. There is something called grace that fills in the gap. It fills in the valley and levels everything for you so that you can run on a plain field. I said your past is settled. Don't go digging your past again. It is settled. You have to have it in mind. Because one of the things that brings this thing that Bible calls fear and trouble and tribulation is your past. Those things you are going back to dig. They are gone. They are gone. He said, as the east is far from the west. He's taking it away from you. He's removed them away from you. Like they say, you know they say, east is east, west is west, and no, no what? How do they say that? Never shall the two meet, right? Remember, God did not just put them by the side here. Yeah. He put them on the opposite direction. There's no way when you turn it, because, you know, if it's east, you are going to turn it. If you turn it, this one moves down. The other one moves up. You try it this way, it goes down, and the other one goes up. They will never, ever meet. That's how God has separated your past. From you. In the eyes of God, they will never meet. Your past will never catch up with you. I say your past will never catch up with you. Only God can catch up with you. In the name of Jesus. My past is settled. My present is secured. Oh my God. My present is secured. Those that, yes sir. He just quoted the scripture. Those that trust in the Lord shall be like Mount Zion that can never be moved. That's how secure. As that rock cannot move, that is how secure you are. That is how secure God's promises to you are. His promises to you are yea and amen. God is not a man that he will lie. He is not a son of man that he will lie. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken it? Will he not make it good? I tell you this morning, God is going to make it good on your behalf. It doesn't matter what is going on. It doesn't matter how bad the thing is. It doesn't matter how unusual the things are. I'm telling you this morning that your future, your present is as solid and as secured as the rock. It cannot be moved. It cannot be moved. That's how secured you are. It cannot be moved. That's how your present is. It cannot be moved. I said it cannot be moved. I said it cannot be moved. moved. God locked it up. That's what secure means. He put it somewhere and locked it up. Locked it up. It's so secured. After locking it up, he puts the key in a sea of forgetfulness that nobody can go and get it. And open the door again to make sure that you are secured. Your present is secured. Look at the lilies of the valleys. They neither spin nor sow, but your heavenly father, take care of them. The birds of the air, God takes care of them. Do you ever see them going to, you, do you ever see a bird trying to go and go and said, I planted something, I planted a farm, I need to go and harvest it. But God takes them. If God takes care of the birds of the field, or the lilies of the valley, and the birds of the air, how much more will He take care of you? The problem sometimes is that we want it our own way, not knowing that God's end game is the best game of all. Because when all has been said and done, When everything has been said and done, this is my belief. I just believe it and it has worked for me. When all has been said and done. When all has been said and done. You see, I I have some scriptures I call power scriptures. And I encourage my family, especially my sons, you know, to have a power scripture. Get a scripture that ministers minister to you, that talk to you every time. There are certain scriptures that have spoken to me at every point in my life. They're like memorials in my life. All right? They're like, you know, those scriptures are scriptures that I put there. And whenever I need, I need things to happen, I go back to that place where I have erected a memorial of those scriptures to resurrect them. One of my power scriptures is this. When all has been said and done, all things work together. All things. Now, not all the good things now. All things. Even the bad things. They work together for my good God knows how to take them together mix the good and the bad take them and and, 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 and crush them so that at the end of the day both the bad and the good begin to go together for my good I don't know about you but all things are working together for my good I said all things are working together for my good I said all things are working together for my good. It doesn't matter what I see now. It doesn't matter what it looks like now. It doesn't matter what they say it is now. It doesn't matter what the news out there says. I know that at the end of the day, all things. I said 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 all, things all things work together. They work together for my good. They work together for my good. All things are working together for my good. That's my power scripture. That's one of my power scriptures. I have it as a memorial somewhere. Anytime I need to encourage myself, I go back to that memorial where I have built that scripture and I remember what God has done for me and the things that he has done and I keep my peace and I can say all things work together for my good. All things work together for my good. I can... I have crazy testimonies you can ask my wife she's been on a journey with me crazy testimonies about the peace of God and all these things crazy crazy testimonies I have crazy testimonies of the things that God has done in my life you need to sit with me for a minute and and hear the kind of things that the kind of things that are happening crazy testimonies the third observation My future is assured. Another word for assured is that my future is certain. There's a certainty about my future, it is so certain, it cannot be compromised. I don't know what you're going through this morning. People go through all kinds of things. You know, I I don't know what you're going through, but I'm just telling you this. I'm just telling you the word of God. that all things work together for your good. It doesn't matter what they look like now. It doesn't matter what they're looking like. At the end of the day, all things will work together for your good. My future is certain. Future is secured. My future is certain. How do I know? How am I sure? Because in Jeremiah 29, God said, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. They are thoughts of good and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end or to give you a future and a hope. 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 Thank you. Give you a future and a hope. Folks, God has you taken care of. He has you taken care of. You are not an accident that just happened. God planned for you. He prepared for you. He wanted you. Let me wrap this up. When the peace of God is present in you, what happens? Because you can say, okay, I'm just living in it. What is, what is in it for me? When the peace of God is present, what happens to you? What are the takeaways? When the peace of God, when you're living in the peace of God, what happens to you? Number one, it is in the peace of God that we know him. Say so be, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. That's Psalm forty six, ten. In the peace of God, we can see him. We see him. Be still and see the salvation of God, which he will work for you today. Be still and see it. In the peace of God, we hear him in psalm 85 verse 8 let me read out at least let me read that can you can you let, let me just show you that let me let me show you that let me show that to you verse psalm 85 verse 8 i will hear what god the lord will speak for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints but let them not turn again to folly. In his peace, he speaks to us. Maybe why you have not heard God for a long time is that there's so much fear and trouble in your heart. In other words, there are so many other contending voices and you can't hear him. And finally, in peace we have strength isaiah 30 verse 15 in his peace we have strength in his peace we have strength in rounding up i'm rounding up now open to uh isaiah 43 for me and then we'll go we'll just use that to round up and i'll just take my seat after that isaiah 43 let's start from verse one isaiah 43 but now thus says the Lord that created thee, O Jacob and he that formed thee, O Israel fear not for I have redeemed thee I have called thee by the name thou art mine alright, two when thou passeth through the waters I will be with thee and thou and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee when thou walkest through the fire Thou shalt not be burnt. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Verse 3. For for I am the Lord, thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, and Ethiopia, and Seba for thee. That's our God. I said, that's our God. That's what he can do for you. And that's what he has done for you. And that is what he will continue to maintain for you. If only you are still and know that he is God. Let's turn to our feet this afternoon.